Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Yes, J-Doc, CJ, and V, the gorilla. They call us alternative. Yeah, because we ain't vanilla. We got the hard-hitting facts coming out that manila. Fold the truth in the media is afraid of the realists. Check the statement of the deep state. Yeah, they faked it. Mainstream news pulled the cover up the sacred. Everybody hates it, but who's the one to face it? It's rogue news to expose truth to the nation. Yo, who the ones are not afraid to speak the truth? Educate you, exposing lies on who they listen to. Hey, they want to call collusion. You ain't got the proof. Who? Lot of people lying now, but what they got to lose? Yeah, but we're not like that. Only interested in facts. Making sure we get it right on the trust of the mass. Population's only strong when liberty's intact. And it's a wise man said if it's not, it won't last. It was George Washington, by the way. Greetings, everyone. It's the one and only notorious, glorious V, the Garia economist. And I'm with my man, El Cuco, who is the master of the flux capacitor. And we're breaking down the news, the views, and all the information important to you. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on Steemit uh, and uh, Steemit, DTube, every single podcasting app, no to humanity. If you can't find us at Rogue News, you can always look it up as Rogue Money because we're still making those changes, my mans and womans. We're just making those changes. Uh, also, check out our sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com. Uh, CJ, we got any specials going on with that? Yeah, uh, our favorite my favorite and your favorite, the white chocolate pecan truffles. Which uh, is gonna... crack cocaine, folks. <laughs> crack cocaine you, wrapped you, in a delicious package. It's so freaking good. You never do once in your lifetime is you have to try the white chocolate pecan truffles. So we're going to be featuring those 30% off nice. uh, this week. Uh, but, I'm but placing an order. This week only, yeah. So, uh, so we'll be putting up that promo code probably within the hour, V. Wow, that's epic, man. That's epic. I can't wait to try it. It's going to be fantastic. So check it out, folks. MyCBDedibles.com. Get your fix on. 30% off the white chocolate pecan truffles. You have no idea when I tell you how delicious that is. It is it is delectable. And the best part is it is the best way to get your 100% CBD isolate. It is extremely pure. And uh, you don't get any of that harsh taste that you do with other CBD products, which is awesome. Also, check out uh, RemainCom.net, RemainCom.net. Whether you're in debt or you need funding, they got the new funding programs up. If you're employed, you got a 680 credit score or better. Uh, they have a, a, a vast network of lenders um, that are alternatives to your bank. Uh, so don't before you walk into your bank to try to get a, a five or $10,000 loan uh, you know, at 22% interest, uh, check out RemainCom and their funding program. Uh, with their lending partners, you can get uh, Jesus, man, it's an asinine amount. It was, I think, um, if you got all your ducks in a row and all your, you know, I mean, they've gotten people 800 grand, 800k unsecured. That's unheard of. So let these creative experts uh, over there do it for you. 800 thousand dollars unsecured. Uh, also, check out thecryptoschool.io. The boys will be on later today, probably around two, uh, two or th- maybe three p.m. today. I got to see. I got to see. Maybe 12. I don't know yet. So we'll play by ear. Uh, jam-packed day today because we got London Paul. Late. What time is London Paul on? Two? London, London Paul's 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. Absolutely. Late for, uh, very late for Paul. But, uh, yeah, London Paul will be on at 2 p.m., so keep it locked and loaded to here. Uh, busy day today. We've got also Charles Hugh Smith today. Charles Hugh Smith. That's of 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. That's going to be awesome. So stay tuned over here. Folks, Subscribe. Subscribe. Like, comment, share, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, this is the place you're going to get the balanced uh, news from a global perspective. So this way, you know, the information that's provided will help you 
and whatever decision making you do. With that being said, El Cuco, what's what's going on, brother? I'm doing great, V. I just I had to laugh from all the fake news from the the storm that hit the East Coast, oh, and I geez. and I know there's some you know, devastation not a occurring. But have you seen all the uh, the people mocking the lamestream? media with their fake video oh my god and, you know they wonder why people call them fake news and they wonder why they're losing viewership and they wonder why nobody listens or believes in them and dude the weather the weather channel guy it's hilarious yeah, weather channel guy. <laughs> and they're defending him <laughs> and, and, and brian stelter i love how mark dice this is him brian stelter from little brian from cnn the soy boy said oh you know those guys were probably just, you know, walking on concrete, and this uh, reporter was uh, on wet grass, and that's probably why. Brian, shut up. Somebody needs to take Brian Stelter, strap him to a chair, and give him a shot. Like, I want him, like, uh, like literally, the entire month, you know, get him off his soy diet, get, feed him some steaks, and, and inject him with some testosterone. For the love of God. Jeez. Well, my, were just my, walking <laughs> <rest>. <laughs> yeah, my my buddy who's who's in uh, Myrtle Beach, you know, he his electricity came back on uh, last night. It was out for oh, about Chesty? yeah, Chesty. It was about for a, de- a day and a half. But he he said the weather front's like really weird. He said just you know he's in the northern part of Myrtle Beach, but I think he said just below him, he said that like the rain amount was like nine to ten times what he received. So it was a really weird band that went through there that impacted, but you know, obviously there was definitely some devastation. So our thoughts and prayers are with those families, but yet again, we see the lamestream media just really hyping this up. I mean, several fake news. I just got a kick. If you haven't seen them yet, they're all over social media. Uh, There's one that lady, she's out there like holding on the tree, like falling over and telling everybody, don't come outside. It's dangerous. Falling over. You see kids kids riding their bike and on scooters (laughs) right behind her. The kids are on their hoverboard just rolling by her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jeez, man. It, it's just ridiculous. And that's why nobody believes these idiots anymore. Their 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 fear, their paranoia, their lies. I mean, it was sick of them, Siege. Everybody's sick of them, you know? And they don't catch a clue, bro. They don't get a clue as to um, you know, what's going on and whatnot, man. It, it's 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 ridiculous, bro. Absolutely ridiculous. Right. And, and there's so many important world matters that are occurring right now. I mean, it, every day it's a, either a uh, some type of financial situation that's happening or the, the hyperinflation that's occurring in numerous countries. And the I'm not sure why we call them the emerging markets. But uh, regardless, you know, we see those things happening. And B, I don't know what it is, but here lately I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. And there's a consensus that's out there that uh, things are different this time in terms of, you know, what is happening economically uh, to uh, geopolitically that this time there's a lot of concern in regards to what's happening and the, the, the dollar. And we're seeing a lot of those things start to be exposed and especially in the, uh, the European union with uh, Deutsche bank. Uh, so it's, it's time right now for people to, as much as it's hard to turn off what's happening here domestically, but pay attention to the things that are happening internationally that have a direct impact on our lives here. V. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, we we are, you know, a lot of people think, okay, 2016 came and went, uh, we're out of the thick of it. No, we're not out of the thick of it yet. We're in the middle of it. There's a lot going on. There's a lot riding on this. And this is why, you know, last uh, last Friday's uh, morning show that we did, we kind of talked about Q and whatnot. Go back and listen to it. You know, I ruffle some feathers, I admit. But the point of the matter is this. The end, the end of the day, the whole message is this. Don't rely on somebody else to come save you, number one. Number two, don't rely on somebody else to fix the problem. That's number two. Number three, to realize that it's all on us. We, the people, we, the American people, have to come out, and we have to take our country back. It's just that simple. Okay, there's there's, there's nothing else to it for us to, like, at this stage of the game, while the media has been beaten back by all these things, that, you know, let's not sit idly on our hands and not do nothing or waiting around just waiting for some sort of action to take place. We need to be proactive. And, folks, that's what I'm telling you. 2018 damn midterm elections. I don't care if you tell me, well, the elections are all right. No, not at the local level. If you if you study the, 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 the metrics, you study how elections work, it's not that easy to hack. It's not that easy unless it's overwhelming. Now, we have the momentum behind us. 
let's push all the way and let's make it happen. Let's send a very clear message. This is what I'm trying to do, folks. That day I will be out. Um, you know, you know, I'm mobilizing some local teams around where I am and organizing with them to get this stuff done. Uh, I recommend you do the same with your friends, your family, with your circle of influence. Get out there and uh, let's let's make again. Let, we we have the deep state on the run. We have the 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 globalists on their heels. Let's push them over the cliff. Let's make you count. And that that's the whole message, Siege, of what we're trying to say, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Just not a time for, you know, Monday quarterbacking. It's it, it's definitely time to get involved in to watch this play out, you know, especially with this whole new uh, thing that came out where they're now accusing the Supreme Court. Come from, is it Kavanaugh? What's his? Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. They're now saying that uh, someone from high school 30 years ago that he may have had a drunken encounter with. And, and so now we need to we need to stop the confirmation hearings and wait till we we hear from her from 30 years ago. She wants to bring this forth now. <laughs> it's the most stupid thing in the world. Everybody knows this is a, you know, they're they're trying to block the nomination for Brent Kavanaugh. They're trying to frustrate Kavanaugh. They're just fighting Trump for the sake of fighting Trump. Like I'm, I'm watching the uh, some of the adverts from uh, local New York politicians, idiots like Sean Baloney. AKA Sean Maloney. I like to call him Baloney. You know, his uh, <clears throat> entire platform in his entire 20 or 30 second uh, political ad campaign, not a single message of platform, not a single, okay, this is what we're, this is what I'm going to do different. This is my platform. No, it's, it's just an anti Trump camp thing. And, and the same thing with the idiot governor over here in New York, um, uh, Andrew Cuomo. The uh, the son of the late uh, great uh, criminal uh, governor Mario Cuomo, who's you know whose other son you guys are all familiar with, he is the Chris Cuomo over at the the Clown News Network. Okay, now Andrew's out there; he's running for re-election for governor. And what's his thing? He's running for re-election of governor, but he's putting out anti-Trump ads. Have you ever seen this? Like you're running a local election, a state or local election, but you're your entire ad campaign is not even, you're not even mentioning your opponent. You're just making an anti-Trump thing. It's weird. I've never seen anything like this. Have you? Not necessarily, but those things are the, from the pollsters. You know, they have those professional pollsters go around and say, hey, here's what will trend well. So if you talk about this, uh, this will will get you the emotional vote. Those people come out specifically because they're looking at it as a, a casting vote against Trump against his policy. So, but yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. But that just sh- shows the how shallow, how superficial uh, people are in terms of what they they vote for. I mean, it's different if you're a one issue voter of something of of mass importance, you know, freedom, uh, liberty, but not just to cast a vote uh, just because an individual and your uh, emotional intelligence is telling you to do so. Right. Exactly right, man. Exactly right. A lot of things going on today, man, and this is why it's important that we get our crap together here in this country and uh, whatever needs to be done to cement the reality of where we are today needs to be done quickly. Um, you know, the question is, you know, we, ha- we have all these uh, hearings that are taking place in Congress, and the question becomes, and then what? Right? And then what? Spygate operative Nelly Orr, the... Wife, I mean, she's got this crazy look in her eyes, dude. She's nuts. She's nuts. Bruce Orr looked like he has no clue whatsoever. He doesn't even know where he is. But Nellie Orr just looks like a crazy person. Spygate operative Nellie Orr to testify before Congress this week about work for Fusion GPS. Testify before Congress. So, uh, CJ, let me ask you this. Devin Nunez, did he testify before Congress? Yeah, yeah, he did, and he was out yesterday, I believe, uh, making some rounds with. They're going to be releasing some of these uh, Senate Oversight Committee interviews. Some of them are already public; they're just kind of locked up in committee. But they're going to be releasing these interviews that have been conducted. But yeah, I'm not sure what what, uh, what the end game is here. Yeah. Uh, anybody got arrested yet? Anybody? Anybody got arrested? CJ, are you there? No, no, nobody's been arrested. Um, you know, 
again, I think that they're supposed to be releasing the redacted. Unredacted. Oh, the redacted. Unredacted. Yes. Let's not unredacted. I mean, we can't do that, right? Right? Can't can't do that. Wasn't wasn't Trump supposed to release some unredacted stuff? Well, you know, you know, it was interesting too. I'm not sure if you had a chance to watch it, but uh, Cliff High's been going live doing his his solo thing, which I, which I think is great. And I guess he's been asked quite a bit in regards to these 61, 81,000 uh, sealed indictments, and and he, finally he, I guess, and nobody's really checked it and went to go look to see what what they're looking at, the numbers, their figures, and what they're assessing. But apparently these figures that are being reported via these uh, indictments range from everything from bankruptcy filings that are, are sealed to corporate, uh, you know, potential corporate crimes and all these things. And uh, go watch it for yourself if you haven't done so. But, you know, he said basically when you benchmark the threshold of sealed indictments of 2017 versus 2018, he said the numbers are up marginally, that, you know, but not some you know, super high fishing, you know, 50, 60%. Uh, but that was, that was Cliff's take on it. You can go, I don't want to put words in his mouth. So just go, go watch it for yourself. Yeah. My, my whole thing is if, if you're out there tracking sealed indictments, there's a billion sealed indictments every year. It comes from everywhere, from every walk of life, from every single subject matter. It doesn't mean it's, it's, it's a sealed indictment that Hillary Clinton is going to go to jail. It doesn't mean it. And this is the ma- dude. I'm telling you, it, 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 this is what's so dangerous about this. And I'm really hoping that people put their critical thinking caps on here. Okay, so let, I mean, let's let's break down this article. It's from our boys over at uh, Zero Hedge. Uh, Nellie Orr will sit for an interview with Congress next week, according to Representative John Ratcliffe. Orr, an expert on Russia who speaks fluent Russian, is a central figure in the nexus between fusion GP. I like to call them confusion POS. Piece of you know what. So anyway, Fusion GPS, a.k.a. Confusion POS, the opposition research firm paid by the Clinton campaign to produce the now infamous Steele dossier and the Obama Justice Department were where her husband, Bruce Orr, Bruce, I don't know where I am, Orr, was an official senator, uh, uh, official, senior official, Bruce was demoted twice after he was caught lying about his extensive involvement with fusion activities surrounding the 2016 U.S. election. Donald Trump has a tweet here. Wow, Nellie Orr, Bruce Orr's wife, is a Russian expert who is fluent in Russian. She worked for Fusion GPS, where she was paid a lot. Collusion. Bruce was a boss of the Department of Justice and is unbelievably still there. Why are these people there, Siege? How come nobody's fired? I mean, yeah, we got a strike. Yeah, yeah, we get Andrew McCabe, Comey. Yeah, we get it. Notably, the Oars had extensive contact with Christopher Steele, the ex MI6 spy who authored the scan, the salacious anti-Trump dossier, used to justifying the spying on the Trump campaign during the election, and later to smear smear Donald Trump right before he took office in 2017. According to emails turned over to Congress and reported in the late August, the Oars would have breakfast with Steele on July the 30th at the downtown D.C. Mayflower Hotel. Days after Steele had turned in several installments of the infamous dossier to the FBI. The breakfast took place one day before the FBI DOA, DOJ launched Operation Crossfire Hurricane. I think Peter... Peter, I wear women's lingerie strock. Peter, I wear women's lingerie strock. I am very sure has come up with that name. Operation Crossfire Hurricane. Crossfire Hurricane. Is that a childish name of what, CJ? What a kitty name is that? Jeez, the code name for the official counterintelligence investigation into the Trump campaign. Quote, great to see you and Nellie this morning, Bruce, quote, unquote, Steele wrote shortly following their breakfast meeting. Let's keep in touch on substantive issues. Glenn is happy to speak to you on this, if it would help. Referring to the Confusion POS, a.k.a. Fusion GPS co-founder, Glenn Simpson, who himself is a a deep state stooge and 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 a neocon fluffer. No stranger to the U.S. intelligence community, Nellie Orr represented the CIA's, quote, Open Source Works group in 2010. She's an expert working group working 
uh, to report international organized crime, along with Bruce Orr and Glenn Simpson. So, CJ, let me get this straight. Our foreign policy is screwed up. Our operational doctrine in terms of intelligence work, in terms of what we know as a country, and is purposely staffed by nincompoops. It is purposely staffed by morons. And we wonder why we are in the position that we are in today. We are wondering why. <sighs> I mean, these are the morons that are the vanguard of, of, of expertise. These are the ones who are in the forefront of knowledge, of information. It's beyond ridiculous, Siege. Nelly Orr, the wife of the demoted DOJ Bruce Orr, not only worked for Confusion POS, but also represented the CIA's open source works. Because, folks, the CIA, the Cocaine Import Agency, and Confusion POS, a.k.a. Fusion GPS, and, and all the other... Pro they're, they're all proxies. These are all front companies that are all belong to the Cocaine Import Agency, folks. It's that serious. It's that real. Meanwhile, some wonder if Nellie's late life attraction to ham radios was in fact a method of covertly communicating with others about Trump-Russia investigation in a way which wouldn't be surveilled by the NSA or other agencies. That's pretty interesting. In mid-August, President Trump called Bruce Orr a disgrace, tweeting, Will Bruce Orr, whose family received big money for helping to create the phony, dirty, and discredited Dazi, ever be fired from the Jeff Sessions Justice Department? It's a total joke. But no, Bruce Orr is still there at the Justice Department, CJ. CJ, why? Let me ask you a question, CJ. Why, how, come, how come he's not fired? How come he's still there? How come Nelly's still there? Those are those are great. I, I wish I had an answer for you, V. I, I I don't get it. I don't understand it. I know the pressure that's there, for, as, you know, as far as Trump firing Sessions, and I, I guarantee you, his attorneys have probably advised him, you know, not to do so. But if he is, if he's recu recused himself completely of the investigation, and we know the investigation is bogus to begin with, and there's lots of proof than that, then let's play ball. You know what I'm saying? Play ball, get it out there. And, and the American people and the Patriots will be there uh, to defend him. And, you know, don't worry about, you know, the political cover. You won't need that because you'll have the American people that will be there at the doorsteps in DC in the event that they try to do something. That's, that's what Donald Trump needs to understand. Yep. Exactly. Patriots will rise. Trust me. So again, I said patriots will rise. Trust me, we will. <laughs> hey man, all we need is the marching order. Just tell us where you want us and what you want us to do. It's that simple. It's that simple. See, the left and the deep state likes to play chicken. We haven't called them out on their bluff. Once we call them out on their bluff, it's game over, man. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. On Thursday, an anti-Assad group, and CJ, this is why we're officially, officially in crazy town. U.S. conducts live-fired drills with Syrian rebels in a rare display aimed at Russia. Did I read that correct, CJ? You did. <laughs> yeah. <I don't... sighs> yeah. We're officially in crazy town. Could someone tell me what the strategy is around this? Could someone tell me the wh 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 where, do you, where do you see the 3 and 4D chess and the 5D chess and the 10D connect 4? Where do you see all this? Because all I see is one-dimensional connect 4. I don't see no 4D chess. On Thursday, an anti-Assad group in Sirius South confirmed to Reuters via its, quote, rebel commander that it is conducting rare military exercises with American forces in order to send, quote, a strong message to Russia and Iran of the Americans and the rebels intend to stay and confront any threats to their presence, according to the new Reuters report. 
the anti-Assad commander, Colonel Muhammad al-Talal, is part of the Pentagon-backed Maguari al-Twarpa group, now conducting eight days of live fire and ground assault drills that involve hundreds of U.S. troops and allied Syrian insurgents cooperating together. Isn't that wonderful, CJ? We just celebrated 9-11, didn't we not? Yeah, it's odd. It's odd we yeah, have did, yeah, Didn't we just uh, you know, mope we around every, every every flag and monument in every state in the country? Didn't we just start there and started moping? Yeah, 9-11. Didn't we start doing that? We did. Never forget. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> right, right. Uh, do, do we not uh, start the whole 9-11 thing as a war against Al-Qaeda? Isn't that what we did? We sure did, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. And, and and who are these rebels, CJ? What's another name for Maguar, Magawayer Al-Thwara? Every, every week there's a new name coming out. It's friggin' Al-Qaeda. Folks, ISIS is Al-Qaeda. Magawir al-Thwarwa is, uh, is al-Qaeda. Jamia Islamia is al-Qaeda. Boko Haram is al-Qaeda. Nur, uh, you know, uh, Al-Nursa is al-Qaeda. What is al-Qaeda? Al-Qaeda is the database. It is the database of intelligence operatives that is called upon to do the deep state bidding. So supposedly all you believers that are out there believing that the global war of terror is real, here again, again and again and again and again, with every turn of the geolo- of the archaeologist and the researcher spade, you see that the entire narrative of this global war on terror falls apart to pieces. Falls apart to pieces. We are literally training with Al-Qaeda. Now, I don't know if the troops know this. I don't know if they're happy about it. I don't know if they're excited about it. I don't know if they're pissed off about it. I don't know. These exercises have a big importance and have beefed up defenses in the area and raised the combat capabilities and the morale and that of the civilians in the area, Tala said in a statement from Tanaf. Well, the civilians in the area, folks, are held as human shields and hostages. They're not allowed to leave. The U.S. appears to be responding to the major Russian naval and amphibious assault drills along Syria's coast from last week. This also comes after Moscow warned its forces could attack in the area near U.S.-occupied at Tanaf in pursuit of al-Qaeda-linked jihadists that we help that Russia says hides out under U.S. protected areas. The U.S. military has said in recent statements that it is not seeking military confrontation with Russia. And a spokesperson said U.S. coalition commanders maintain, quote, deconfliction channels with Moscow's forces to prevent miscommunication or escalate tension. The exercise was conducted to reinforce our capabilities and to ensure that we are ready to respond to any threat to our forces within the area of operations. American forces have encircled a 35-mile radius deconfliction zone around its garrison at, at Tanaf, which has been declared off-limits to others. Meanwhile, isn't that nice that we can just go into a country without permission, without invite, and just set up a, a 35-mile circle and said uh, everybody else is off-limits? Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? I, I, imagine if Mexico just came into Texas, put out a 35-minute circle and said... Uh, I mean, a 35-mile circle and said, okay, this is off-limits. Nobody else can come in here. Well, what, do you, what do you think our response would be? It wouldn't be pretty. You know, we, we, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think exactly. we may have a problem with that. Just a small one. We, right, just a little bit, right? Just a little bit. American force. Okay, so meanwhile, both Russia and Syria have condemned the presence of the base because it's illegal. Nobody invited us over there. What the hell are we doing? How is this our problem? And others have a clear violation of Syrian sovereignty and have lodged multiple formal complaints in the puppet UN Security Council. Complaining to the UN Security Council is the equivalent of complaining about your mother-in-law to your wife. There's no point. Complaining to the UN Security Council is about as effective 
as complaining about why your dog keeps pooping in the house and you're not doing anything to correct the behavior. Complaining to the UN Security Council is about as useful as complaining to Hillary Clinton that she's taking too much money into the Clinton Foundation that she should stop. And what happens when they complain to the UN Security Council? Nothing. It's ignored. It's ignored on purpose. Folks, if you think the U.S. has no control of the U.N., you're, you're out of your gourd. If you think this whole this whole claptrap, that's what it is, this whole claptrap, this game, this, uh, the, this theater of, ooh, you know, the U.S. needs to get out of the U.N., and the U.N. needs to get out of the U.S., and we need to get out of NATO. Folks, we are NATO. Folks, we are the UN. That's why I love people say, and the and the martial law is gonna come and it's gonna take over the country, every city in America and town. They're gonna declare martial law. And how are they gonna do that? They're gonna call in the UN troops. Uh, <clears throat> we are the UN troops. Huh? Yeah. We are the UN. We are NATO. Who do you think pays for all this crap? We do. We're the ones who foot the bill. This is part of our empire. See, we don't call it empire. No, we don't use the dirty E word, do we, CJ? Nope. No, we, we, we call it UN. We call it NATO. And look, uh, this is the United Nations. This is a place where all nations can discuss. No. No, 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 no. So when you have the Russians, the, you got the Chinese, the Iranians, the Syrians, going to the Security Council and saying, hey, man, look, there's some, there's a lot. Look, here's the video of the white helmets preparing to do a false flag. Here's a false flag preparation video. They're, they got ready to go, already decimated to or distributed to Western journalistic organizations. Here it is. Here you go, UN. Here's the here's the satellite video of the uh, of, of these guys, these terrorists getting off a plane, getting off a boat, getting off a truck. Here's where they originated from. Here are their names. Here's their photos. Here's what they look like. Here's the time on their wristwatch that we can see from space. Here's everything, guys. Here you go, UN. Damning evidence. Damning evidence. Do you think this deep state would be like, okay, you know, we're gonna, we should, uh, maybe we should stop? Do you think at, at any point you're gonna have the U.S. presence out of Syria? Nope, nothing. Ignored. Ignored. Nothing. The rebel commander now fighting alongside the Marines told Reuters that we are staying, whether the Russians or the Iranians want or not. Uh, no, uh, Colonel Mustafa, you're not you're not staying anywhere. You, you the only thing that's going to be staying of you is your vaporized ashes after you've been hit by a caliber missile, a Russian-made caliber missile. That that's that's what's going to happen. Maybe, maybe your whole platoon is going to be taken out by the hypersonic Zircon missile. Maybe maybe that that's what's going to happen. If Tehran does not respond to the demands of the Americans. There is a big likelihood that they will be hit. It is inevitable the Iranians leave Syria. This should happen quickly and in a decisive way, he added. See, we are officially in crazy town, bro. You know, a few years ago, we went from complete denial, right? Completely denial of any type of intervention, yep. any type of things happening we're not there. in, in Syria. Not and now fast forward where we are today, and now we're openly admitting military exercises, you know, cooperation with these rebels. And you're right, it is crazy town, right? Because these are the things that we supported this administration about. We wanted out of Afghanistan. We wanted specifically the drawdown in Syria. We knew the events that were unfolding. And now to continue this, that's, see, to me, that's where Trump loses the credibility. So who is in charge of foreign policy? Who is dictating? Who is directing uh, the military? Because the last time I checked, Everyone that's in a position of whether it's Pompeo or Bolton, these specific people were put in by this administration. So that's the challenge. V. And, and I'm not going to just turn a blind eye uh, just at the fate of other things. These are the things that capture my attention. And again, 
dilute the credibility of this administration when I see these things continue to happen. We have no control. We don't have any 100% control. The nationalists have no 100% control. I don't even think they have 20% control of the foreign policy of this country. I really don't think so. Um, this is stupid on a grand scale. This is uh, not cool. Okay, not cool. Uh, we've had soldiers protest on YouTube holding up signs that I will not be Al-Qaeda's Air Force. I will not be Al-Qaeda's Marines. So there, there is an awakening among service members. This is, you know, what the hell are we doing in Syria? There's no point for us to be there. There's no point for us to be there. And um, it, us to be there does nothing. And this is the beef that I have, and this is the beef that much of the uh, of the of the world, the, th the critical thinking masses that are out there have. You look into Ukraine. We just sent a we spent a, a what we spent five billion overthrowing a democratically elected government in the Ukraine. Then we spent right now year to date a billion dollars in shipping weapons to the Ukraine. We just helped set them up with a new assault navy in the Ukraine, so they can go ahead and bother. In other words, create uh, trip wires, okay, using military action in order to get the Russians to strike back at them. In other words, we are provoking Russia on all fronts. That has not stopped. And the Russians say, "Hey, U.S., what are you guys doing? You guys are you just spent." Five trillion overthrowing Kiev. You're spending a billion dollars in weapons and arms to arm these uh, the Ukrainian military, the, 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 the Ukrainian armed forces. You spent over a billion dollars already. Everything you're doing, you're not, you're not, you, you really don't seem like someone who is trying to de-escalate a situation. You in fact seem like someone who was trying to instigate and escalate the situation much worse. You are trying to create a conflagration within Ukraine because that's what all the evidence looks like. How do I know this? Just follow the stupid money, folks. Just follow the money. Now, same thing in Syria. What do you see in Syria? Millions and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of equipment supplied to who? Rebels. See, we're not call See, when we're, when we're, when it's convenient for us, we call them terrorists, right? Or right. when it's inconvenient for us, we call them terrorists. And then when it's convenient for us, we call them rebels, and we got to support them. Okay. Terrorists, we got to fight them, but we got to support the rebels. They're one and the same. I like it when these guys come out with creative names in order to dupe the Western American masses. The Free Syrian Army. Folks, I've said this a million times. They're not free because we're the American taxpayers paying for them. They're not Syrian because they're Uzbek, Chechen, Kazakh, Tajik, uh, uh, Saudi, Bahraini, uh, UAE, uh, you know, uh, you, you name it, Afghani. They're from all over the crazy Muslim world. All over, Pakistanis, Bengalis, all over the freaking Islamic world where these jihadis want to, you know, they get that, that jihad bug in their brain and all of a sudden they, they want to go ahead and become a martyr. And they get on that trip and, and, and that's who it is. They're, they're not free. They ain't Syrian. And they're no army. They're a ragtag group of terrorists. But we call them rebels. And when we fire off cruise missiles, in Syria, when we fire off bombs and drop bombs in places like Syria, we don't even call it war anymore. We call it kinetic action. Everything is sanitized. The most heinous illegal acts purported and perpetrated by us in our name. This is what pisses me off. We don't, we the American people don't have nothing to do with Syria. We got nothing to do with this conflict. But we're sick of the Middle East. We just want to say F it. Let these animals kill themselves. We don't care. That's the majority of Americans. We don't care about the Middle East. We really don't care at this point. But we can't leave well enough alone. It don't stop.
And now we're in crazy town. We are right now full-fledged, the full Monty, working with Al-Qaeda. We're working with Al-Qaeda to the point that the Reuters reporters are are interviewing Colonel Mustafa Al-Jamama Al-Huma Ain't Jamama Al-Waziri. And what are they saying? Oh, yeah, we're training with the Marines. What? I mean, folks, how much more proof do you want? Wasn't the pictures that the National Geographic took years ago where you see the same Marines who are sitting around saying, like, they have that look on their face, like, what the F are we doing? Standing outside, standing guard on a poppy field in Afghanistan? And you wonder why there's an opium epidemic in America. Gee! Can we have an adult conversation? Don't believe me. Don't believe a damn word I say. Follow the money. Follow the money. I don't care who the f- ah, you listen to. Follow the money. And then when the when the Marine Corporal or sorry, Sergeant was, was interviewed, the, the soldier, the, the, he was like, yeah, we're, we're, we're ordered to guard the poppy fields and let the uh, locals harvest it and we were told by our superiors that there's another team that intercepts it with, at the point of sale. Gee, does that make any sense? <laughs> Why don't you just do what the Taliban did? The bloody Taliban that banned music and banned happiness and banned breathing and banned this because it was not Islamic and they banned televisions and radios and set back human development you know, by a, ta- by a thousand years. But there's one thing the crooked, crazy, nutjob Taliban did. You know what they did? They burned the poppy fields. And that's a big no-no. That's a big no-no to the son of Poppy Bush, a.k.a. George Herbert Walker Bush, who's the son of a bitch who just doesn't die. That's a big no-no. Meanwhile, Aleister Crowley's daughter, a.k.a. Barbara Bush, is dead. H.W. is still gone, a.k.a. Poppy Bush, because he, he was heavily involved in the narcotics trade of opium. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's what the whole Barry Seal situation is all about. Poppy. So... The son of Poppy wants to ensure his father's legacy. What do he do? He he bombs Afghanistan because by the time the bombing campaign started, Osama bin Laptop, Osama bin Laptop has already been dead. He died of Marfan syndrome. His his his, his kidneys failed. We treated him at a U.S. naval hospital in either Egypt or Bahrain. I, I don't remember which one. I think it was Qatar. Yeah, it was in Qatar. The U.S. Naval Hospital over there in Qatar. We, we treated him for Marfan syndrome. He was already dead. So Sonny Boy had to make it up for Poppy. What do you do? He goes in there, kills the Taliban, takes them out of power, at least in Kabul, and is able to do what? What was the first thing we did? We captured the opium field. It's the only reason. You want to keep the bushes, a.k.a. the shrubs, as my friend Jim Willie likes to call them, the shrubs, they want to keep the opium flowing. So there we are, guarding opium fields. Do you still believe in this global war of terror? I don't. I don't. But you see, we don't have as a nation adult conversations like this. We don't have adult conversations like this. Because it's, it's, it's too much. It's just, oh, I can't handle it. <laughs> Sunday night football is on. I can't handle having an adult conversation. And why is all this happening, CJ? In the backdrop, we have, in the backdrop, in the backdrop, we have what is called a post-dollar reality. A post-dollar reality. Asian European nations seeking to minimize dependence on U.S. dollar. That's from Sputnik. More and more countries in Asian Europe are seeking an alternative to the U.S. dollar as Washington has been undermining trust 
And what has been the world's main reserve currency for over the years? Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov told the Russia One TV channel. All of a sudden, the country which issues the dollar starts making steps which are shattering trust in this reserve currency. More and more countries, not only in the East, but also in Europe, start mulling ways to minimize their dependence among the U.S. dollar. They suddenly realized, A, it is possible, and B, it should be done, and C, save yourself if you can. It should be done as soon as possible. Okay. This is Dmitry Peskov. He is somebody who is in the inner circle of the Putin administration. There's somebody also who's uh, you know connected to a lot of the Russian financiers and whatnot. And listen to him when he says this. All of a sudden, the country which issues the U.S. dollar starts making steps which are shattering trust in this reserve currency. More and more countries, not only in the East, but also in Europe, start mulling ways to minimize their dependence on the U.S. dollar. They suddenly realize, A, it is possible. (laughs) B, it should be done. And C, save yourself if you can. It should be done as soon as possible. I'm a, now, you might say to yourself, well, what's the big deal if they find ways to reduce their dependence on the dollar? Uh, l- l- let me explain to you, my dear fellow American, that your entire lifestyle that you call the American way of life is built on the illusion of the world reserve status of the United States dollar. You understand that? See, do you remember back in the 70s and 80s? Every country that wanted to go rogue against the, the U.S., what was the one thing they all wanted? Like, think about it. A, a terrorist hijacks a plane back in the 70s. Yes. yes. We, we, we have hijacked your plane, and we will we want to, uh, we will give you back your plane and the 200 people on board unless you fulfill our terms of, of 300 million pesos. You would hear laughter on the other side. <laughs> if they said, we want your pay- our payment in one billion rupees. Or do they say, 10 million francs. 20 million rubles. What was the, the only thing they always ask for? We want U.S. dollars and we want it in Swiss bank accounts. <laughs> we want U.S. dollars. When when the Soviet Union was collapsing, how did, were we able to buy out or buy off, you know, Russian spies and Russian generals? How were we able to do it? They're, they're not saying anything. This is what I want. I want uh, uh, twenty million rubles. I want fifty million yuan. No. <laughs> they didn't ask for payment in yen. They they hate America. They they disgust America, but man, do they love our currency, right? At least we had that going for them, right, CJ? That's right. That's right. They hated our guts. They couldn't stand us. But man, they loved our money, didn't they? Love that dollar. Love it. dollar. We don't even have that going for ourselves now. Folks, let me tell you something. If things don't correct soon in the next two months, if things don't correct soon, a shitstorm is going to start, and you're not going to like how it ends. You see, back then, they demand whatever the hell they want. They hated us, but they loved our money. Now they hate us, and they hate our money. Because our money has become a liability and a the and number one and number two the most toxic asset the entire global debt paradigm that we're in today is hinged on one currency and one currency alone. It ain't the renminbi, it ain't the yen, it ain't the it ain't the pound, it ain't the euro. It's the friggin' dollar. All of it. All the derivative debt denominated in dollars. All of it. The 1.6 quadrillion that supposedly disappeared. It hasn't gone anywhere. They just use accounting gimmicks to tell you, yeah, we paid it down. 
See, let me ask you something. How how does a bank like Deutsche Bank, which has maybe like three to four trillion in assets, maybe, maybe, which is also a hyperinflated number as well. They probably have a couple hundred million dollars in assets. How do they actually pay down seventy two trillion dollars in derivative debt? <laughs> but when they're fined a billion dollars, they literally crap in their beds. <laughs> But they paid off a, they paid off seventy two trillion, and they brought it down to only forty trillion. So they reduced their expenditure. How does J P Morgan, which has supposedly six trillion in assets, if you believe that crap, I got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you six trillion in assets, but is actually maybe a hundred, a couple hundred million uh, in real assets. That you know, that's something you never hear. You never they, they never talk about it. Okay, they don't have any real assets. Only a couple hundred million dollars, if that. How does J P Morgan all of a sudden reduce? Their derivative debt profile. Well, they they, they they made hundreds of trillions of dollars in profit. They were able to take, um, you know, their 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 sixty trillion dollar derivative exposure and then reduce it. Folks, money is you know, wealth is not destroyed. It's only transferred. And debt is really not destroyed either. In some regards, it's transferred. Where the hell are they hiding it? It's accounting gimmicks. Boom. It's accounting gimmicks. Do you get it? And you might fall for the the stupid Wall Street numbers that are based on nothing. Based on nothing at the end of the day. Based on nothing. I mean, how else do you explain trillion-dollar valuations on companies? The most asinine thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm sorry. As much as I love my iPhone, the Apple iPhone is not a more Apple is not a more valuable company than Exxon Mobil. I am sorry, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> How do you hide it? You got to stick it somewhere. You got to make it disappear. But you see, the rest of the world already knows this. And I'm like, well, hey, you know what? You know, we used to hate these guys. They're a bunch of a holes. They really are. And they've, you know, I don't like their foreign policy, but damn, I love their money. Their money is as good as gold. Their money is is attainable. It's investable. I I want it. I love it. I you know it's something I desire. But now they're like, yo, we can't stand you, and we can't stand your currency. Period. Your currency, just like you, is a liability. We can't trust what you say, and we can we can't trust where your money goes. So now. You have countries like Germany. And you might say, they who cares if the Germans want to get out of the dollar? We don't care. Yeah, you might not care, but you don't understand that Germany is the biggest economy in the EU, and they're also an economy that is a physical economy completely built out that does a ridiculous amount of business. Germany is an industrial rival to the United States. They're an industrial powerhouse that rivals China, that rivals Japan. They have some very high-tech manufacturing. You know what they're saying? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know, we're, 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 we're kind of done. We're kind of done being lackeys. Because everybody in the world realizes, yeah, why, why are we? You see, folks, what is the dollar backed by besides the might of the U.S. military, which is right now being exposed for what it is? A charade. What is the dollar based on? apart from the faith and full confidence of the U.S. government, which nobody has any confidence in a government like what we have for the last several decades where we break every single treaty we sign. Every agreement that we've ever signed, we've broken. We can't stick to one thing. But V, we're, 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 we're sticking to our commitments in NATO. We are NATO. But V, we're sticking to our commitments in the U.N. We are the U.N. I don't care how much political theater. I don't care... How much do you think, oh, the U.S. diplomats walked out of the U.N.? They're being embarrassed by the, how dare these countries in the U.N., the organization of the U.N., embarrass the U.S.? At the end of the day, the U.S. calls the shots in the U.N., period. Any, every, every, think, every adult with a critical thinking brain understands this. We're officially in crazy town, CJ. With less than two months left, the most important election of our lifetimes is about to happen. Again. Again, no, absolutely. Be no, absolutely. And there's there's alarm bells going off everywhere, right? It's not just you know rogue 
stating it's it's everywhere and the analysis is the same whether it's you know usa watchdog or it's uh where everyone is kind of forecasting the same thing if you hadn't had a chance yet listen to dex the last trading Dome, he mentions it yeah. that the situation the situation is is not stable and it can't con- and it can't continue uh i i liked a recent video i watched and it said that that if you if currently if you if there's a layer between you and your assets then you need to find a way to get rid of that layer and what i mean by that is if your money's in a bank or your money's in a pension your money's in a 401k you have to start finding a way to get rid of that layer because when it comes time and there this system is going to be uh they're, they're going to be bringing in all assets from the banks you know cashing in what what what's there which is nothing including your accounts and this is going on everywhere b this is this is being echoed right now so there's never been more important time uh, and obviously I think we're seeing the military escalation uh, primarily to try to reserve that to try to save that but it's it, it, it's too late we we have uh, destroyed any type of, of trust uh, relationship in regards to uh, the dollar in terms of our uh, influence globally it, it it's too late the, the game's over and so right now is an important time to you know yes you can be you know engage in what's happening here domestically and everything else but just just pay attention because you know at, at the end of the day uh you know there's going to be a, a lot of hurt that's going to be occurring and uh, you just don't want to be caught uh, not understanding how and, and why it happens and you know that's why they continue in the media to tout you know the the highest job numbers in years and incomes are up and gdp is up i mean you're hearing this echoed and it's 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 for a reason it's the same reason that you see these newscasters faking that the wind is blowing them over, right? It's the same charade that's happening right now. So just just be prepared. It's time, man. It's um, it's it's beyond time, and 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 I'm and it's a complete lack of of just I just can't. I, I'm looking at this whole entire thing, and I'm like, none of these indica- indicators are looking good at all. None of them. See, we got that Catherine Austin Fitz. One of these days, we got to get her on. She talked yeah. about extreme volatility. Why don't you break that down for us, man? Yeah, just you know, just real quick. And she was one of the first to uncover this massive uh, twenty-one billion or trillion dollar uh, accounting glitch uh, by the DoD and and HUD. Uh, she actually worked with the university to kind of help dig into these numbers, determining you know, think about that. There's a twenty-one twenty-one trillion dollars missing between the Department of Defense and HUD. And there's no accounting record keeping of it. So she partnered with a doctor at a university. And when they detailed out, they found this information. uh, They requested these documents stating, hey, you know, this violation of the Constitution. uh, This is a violation of the accounting records keeping, the accounting records keeping. We need to know where is this $21 trillion. So now the governments came forth and said, well, you know what? Because this $21 trillion and where this money was spent, could be a uh, a threat to national security to unveil where this information is the dod and the head they the government has a right to to conceal to cook their books if you will and you know just kind of stretch out a little bit forward to say as a matter of fact so does almost every institution that's involved with the government regarding whether it's the irs and basically green lighting giving corporations what you alluded to earlier v giving corporations basically the right to do the exact same thing with their books as well. Yep. Exactly correct, my man. Oh, Siege, that uh, brings us to the uh, end of the show. A lot going on. And, folks, at the end of the day, it's like, here's the deal. Subscribe to Rogue News. Hit the like button. Hit the comment button. Um, Stay vigilant. There's a lot of work cut out for us, and there's a lot of things that are ahead. We cannot lose on the prize because – you know what this is like, CJ? It's like when you when you when you facing the deep state, right? It's like trying to face the New England Patriots of the of the of the mid aughts of the mid two thousands, right? When they you know they had the dream team, Teddy Bruschi, and of course Tom Brady and and Adam Minatari and all, all these guys, right? They were known as the second half team. Okay. Well, that's what the deep state is. You know, twenty sixteen, we came in, we came out swinging, we beat them back, folks. We're in the second quarter. And we're facing a formidable opponent. And we need to stay the course because the fight's not over. The last thing we want to do right now between now and November is just to kind of take it easy. 
it's time that we push through. It's time we punch through. It's a time that we literally win this game. This game has been being played for, especially in this country, verifiably so, for at least 150 years. Okay? Verifiably so. At least 150, maybe even 200 years. This game is being played. It really started in 1913. Well, that was a big victory for them with the, with the creation of the Federal Reserve. We have been playing this game for so long. It's time we end it. When the history books look back at us, let them say that we, we are the generation that stood and put an end to this globalist, secretive, dark crime syndicate. Let us say it was us. It was our generation. With that being said, Siege, I'm over and out. Take it away, brother.